Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So what are you supposed to do between each Engadget podcast? Wait in silence? I'm Matt Smith, and every morning I walk through the day's biggest tech stories. It's short, relevant, and ready for listening whenever you wake up. Find Engadget Morning Edition wherever you find your podcasts, or ask your smart speaker for the latest news from Engadget. What's up, Internet, and welcome back to the Engadget Podcast. I'm Senior Editor Devendra Hardwar. I am Deputy Editor Sherlyn Lowe. Today, we'll be diving into Sherlyn's review of the Pixel 6a, Google's latest like budget slash mid-range phone, I guess more mid-range, and also the state of everything going on on Netflix. They just announced that they lost a million subscribers, and we'll talk about why that's actually a good thing for Netflix. Before we begin, I just want to shout out to everybody in the UK and Europe, uh, especially Spain and around that area who are experiencing this crazy heat wave right now. Um, you know, I've, I've been watching the news. I know these countries are not built at all for this heat, so... It's particularly rough. I'm not going to do the U.S. thing where I'm like, just get AC. Not everybody has AC. They haven't needed AC for, you know, decades, hundreds Mm -hmm. of years. So the fact that all of this is changing so fast, um, you know, is a sign. But also we, we have seen heat waves all across the world this year already, like in America, in South America, in Australia, especially in India and the like South in South Asia in general. Singapore, too. Yeah. Singapore too. So we are we're actually gearing up for another one that's going to cross uh, go across the US soon. So this is a big problem and we'll be diving into like the specifics behind this and what's happening. Yeah, you know, what what is the driving force behind this? We know it's climate change, but we do want to do an episode around this, so stay tuned for that. Hopefully we'll get a good guest to dive into all that stuff. All right, let's move on to our main topic for this week, the Pixel 6a. Sherlyn, you've been spending a lot of time with it. Your review has gone mm-hmm. up. What do you think of this phone? I First of all, Google's Pixel's A series have been like over time become some of the like most anticipated phones each year that people that Google the, right, that's launched yeah. at all just because they tend to like deliver so much for the money. Um and above all they deliver like a really good camera experience for the money. So the Pixel 6a though for the first time in my opinion doesn't feel like it should be branded an A-series phone. This is just an extension of last year's Pixel 6 line, honestly, because why? You get the same Tensor chip, you get the same design with the two-tone body, the camera bar, you've got the color options, are white, black, and sage, um, and like same long-lasting battery, same performance. The cameras are like slightly less, uh, like hardware-wise, they're less sharp, um, but you still get a pair of cameras and the quality is still great. Um, there's an OLED screen. The main drawback that the Pixel 6a has is that it's a 60 hertz screen, but it is Uh, like you compare it to the iPhone SE third generation, which is also still 
60 hertz and is a cramped little like much much older analog design machine. exactly yeah. so like mm -hmm. the only other thing you can really compare it to in the u.s is the galaxy a53 which was retailing for 450 dollars now is like available for 350 that thing is like slow as crap i started testing that uh recently <laughs> too it's so sluggish so um, overall the the pixel 6a just feels like another pixel 6 but it's size because it's got a 6.1 inch screen. It just feels so much better. It feels like it's not that nice. much physically smaller, yeah. right? Than the other two, but mm -hmm. it is smaller and therefore it feels good. So mm -hmm. is this something like, is there, yeah. my question is like, is there a reason I haven't looked at pixel six prices, but usually by now you'll start to see some maybe used or refurbished or on sale. Um, should people hold out? Like, is there, aside from the high refresh rate screen, like, is there a reason to like hold out for a used Pixel 6 or something compared to this? Like, this sounds like a lot of phone for under 500 I know, bucks. it is. It's 450, right? Yeah, it's yeah. 450. So yeah, I mean, if you can find a Pixel 6 for like, it, it started, it launched at 599, which is $600. So that's, oh, that's not that exactly, much Exactly, it's not a yeah. huge difference uh -huh. at all. If you want, I think, like, I do believe a high refresh rate is worth it. I, uh, you also get, with the Pixel 6 instead of the 6a, you get wireless charging. Um, and, like, oh, more man. storage options because the Pixel 6a is only available in 128 gigs. Um, there's no, like, 256 gig model, for example. So so there's that. And uh, you get slightly higher water resistance if if that's of concern to you. But, no, for me, it's a – and also I will say there's an additional camera on the Pixel 6 as opposed to, like, the 6a and yeah, sharper yeah, sharper yeah. cameras too. So It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's, there's hey. reason to upgrade if you want. Uh, mm -hmm. and different color options if you prefer the peachier options. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we're, we're Google's done a really good job here. This is like the best Android phone for under $500. That's great. That's great to hear because uh, I, I think especially like Android phones, I know a lot of people, the people who don't read and listen to Engadget, just go into their cell phone stores. Just like I, I broke my phone. I lost my phone or I just want to upgrade today. Uh, they don't pay attention to the news or anything. They just like look around and see what's available. And I see so many people, people in my family and people, you know, within my friend group who end up with like a crappy LG thing yeah. because of just the price, because of just how cheap it is. So I'm glad that this thing is a good price and delivers like good hardware for those people. That's really what it's made for. I will yeah. say though, uh, two things I want to point out before I make another point. So one thing is the, this still uses the similar like in display fingerprint sensor on the pixel six and six pro, which people have, like I used to have an issue with because it's slower than Samsung's versions. But I guess if you get used to it, it's not so bad. And then the other thing is, yeah, yeah. you know, don't forget the pixel six and six pro were plagued with software issues like throughout. So you never know what's going to happen with the six a right. It probably, will experience some of the have you noticed uh anything because it should be more stable yeah. now so yeah. far it's not like problematic it's i think around when you were setting the phone up there tends to be some like lag just because it's still you know downloading stuff in the background updating software so there you know there were some issues like that i encountered um nothing major i, I have had it only a week so i think i should you know, filled you guys in after a few months being like, how's the software on the 6A now? Um, and then it also runs hot, but I feel like I've noticed this with not just my Pixel 6s lately, but also on an iPhone. I feel like this hot summer is really getting, this heat wave, I guess, is getting to our oh, gadgets. Man. It's like... It's getting to our gadgets. Yeah, everything. I mean, um, another thing I'll mention, uh, I remember when I wrote up the news about the Pixel 6A, Google says it's about the size of the Pixel 5. So it's technically, it's actually even smaller than the Pixel 5A was. Like, is this a good compact phone? It's not. Opinion? It's really, it feels larger, actually. It feels like it's larger than the 5 
A, uh, the five, sorry, the five, but the five A was definitely a bit of a bigger phone because it was the, the same. five A was big. Yeah, yeah, it was more of a like a six point one, six point something inch screen, and this one also the six A is a six point one inch screen, so it's not. I, I consider a compact phone like under six inches. So under six, yeah. The five A was a six point three inch four display, right. whereas this is six. Right, but the so, five yeah. itself was not. Different. The five was more like maybe like closer to six. So uh, yeah, it's not. I wouldn't call it compact, but it's a good size. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely not it's as size, huge yeah. as the six Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, if another thing with pointing out, this is it's a nice looking phone. Yeah, it's a good design. I I don't mind the like camera band thing. I think the color options are good. So. The, I know, uh, again, people who walk into the door is like, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. That looks pretty. And that's within my budget. I feel like good, good, compelling option, even though it's only $150, I guess. Well, no, it's 200. Is it $699? Five. It was $599. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that much. Not that cheaper, much different. But some, oh, most people are not going to do this uh, price comparison or going to be like planning and research and reading all the reviews. So just to get something out under 500, I think is impressive. Yeah. To, 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 to point out though, there are people who are doing a lot of that research and, and planning, right? Like one, again, I bring up my chiropractor a lot because he's, I'm basically his tech support expert now or whatever, but he, he's like, Hey, why don't carriers like accept trade-ins for pixels? Like I, I believe right, that there's right. very little resale value for pixels at the moment still. And, and because they're usually launching for hundreds cheaper than the iPhones and galaxies, the re the trade-in value for them is, it seems like it's just less, it's lower. And it sucks because if you are a pixel fan and you're in that ecosystem, you want to trade in a pixel two, for example, for the pixel six, you don't get anything in exchange. It's just not, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's something that holds Google back, keeps Google back from really like just getting more people to buy and stay in their ecosystem. I will say, um, I'm just digging around Amazon now. I see a Pixel 6 unlocked 128 gigabytes uh, for 539, which is not, yeah, it's, a, it's only a little more than this. I do feel like uh, in gadget people, people who listen to this podcast, people who read our site, you probably want to spring for the extra refresh rate. I like agree. I think. It is, especially for a screen you're going to be watching all the time, uh, higher refresh rates m- uh, create less stress on your eyes. It's easier for you to scroll up and down, so it, it gives you less of a headache. If you do a lot of social media scrolling or anything, it's worth it. It's totally worth it, at least for this screen that you're going to be staring at a lot during the day. So there is that. Also, yeah. the 6 and 6 Pro used Corning's Gorilla Glass Victus on the cover uh, to cover the screen to protect it, as opposed to Corning Gorilla Glass 3 on the 6A, which is... A little less scratch resistant and uh this is a slippery phone you're gonna drop it it will happen um so you you know if you're concerned about that get a case get a screen protector but also if it's a big problem for you definitely spring for like the pixel 6 which like the vendor said is only about a hundred dollars more expensive on amazon right now um I also wanted to, just for fun, the fun experience, the fun side of reviews, I promised our uh, managing editor, Terrence, that this review I would conduct it fully, completely in a gym. I was like, look, I spent all my time in gym now. <laughs> in gym. This will be a gym review. Uh-huh. This will be like, how does this phone hold up? Were you typing on the <laughs> on the bike, on an exercise no, bike? No, like, no, no, wait. How does that work? No, I just, but, well, so, so I <laughs> promised and I under-delivered. I just took maybe a couple pictures at a gym and, oh, and oh, like, yeah, but, but I mean, that's another thing people think about is like the durability of your phone. Can it survive being tossed here and there? Like when you're like, just, you know, hyped up on reps and like, just angry and throwing your phone somewhere. Can this survive being thrown? I I mean, it is rated IP67. 
Uh, I haven't dropped it a lot. Uh, I think it'll be okay, but you definitely, I think you want to get some protection for this phone. The $450, $450 is an investment, even if it's not the most yeah. expensive. Yeah, get, get a, always get a case, folks. I never run your phone naked. At, at this point, it's just not worth it. Actually, for my, I have an iPhone 13 Pro, and for the first time ever, I also got a screen protector. And I remember the screen protectors were these like ugly plastic yeah. things that made your screen feel like garbage. And now it's just like, it's just a layer of glass. Yes, it's just the tempered glass ones, yeah. Yeah, you can't tell it's on your phone, and like it doesn't hurt the touchscreen at all. So I'm like, my phone is just like fully protected now, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, please protect your screens, people. You don't want to. I think the one time I really destroyed my phone screen was I can remember the exact sidewalk in Taiwan when we were in Computex, and like just left me with like a big hole in the screen. I had to like use it like that until I got home. Yeah, so I remember when just when just Condit broke mm-hmm. my Pixel. <laughs> My Pixel 3 uh, <laughs> camera because I think she bumped into Aww. me or something. And I dropped it on like a, a show floor booth thing. Yeah. And she was so apologetic. I was like, I can't take selfies anymore, Jess. What are you doing? Speaking of selfies. What are you doing? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, the camera quality on the on this, on the iPhone, on the iPhone, on the Pixel 6a uh, is, is like the best out of the lot, right? Like I compared it directly with the iPhone SE. Um, and they both have similar quality pictures, except for at night, right? Google is still just superior at night, um, because of night sight and it's mm-hmm. got an additional iPhone SE has the old camera yeah, too. Like that's exactly, that can't compete. That can't the, compete well, in daylight, yeah. it's fine. It actually does well with like dynamic range and shit, but it's better. Like it just doesn't have a night mode, you know? And, and so, so Google does better, uh, with that. And then it has an ultra wide lens so you can take landscapes uh better than you would with the with the iphone se um and then like i said the galaxy a53 it's it's got more cameras it's got sharper cameras but and the pictures look fine but it's slow as hell like i you press mm-hmm. a button yeah, and you yeah. have to wait like two seconds before it's saved i'm just like uh, no yeah because so. uh apple does a lot of like uh picture processing too and you're basically waiting for that that's that's not no, the ga- well the uh, iphone my, wasn't so bad no, the, but that was a galaxy a53 okay. was much slower the, the galaxy a53 gotcha how is this um how is the selfie camera when it comes to video and stuff like i'm sure all the tiktok fans want to know is is this a good tiktok phone it's fine i mean i took a time-lapse video with it and i took another like um one of those like fitness influencer wannabe videos with it um more from the rear camera than with the front camera you, you can get up to 4k i believe on the pixel 6a i didn't use that because i don't want to like i don't need that high of a resolution um it, fi- it was fine it just like i said it it will run hot um and again i think that that's a problem that plagues a lot of devices lately i have noticed it across the board not just apple uh, not just google's phones but apples and samsung's as well um, it works. It's serviceable. Do I want to be a TikTok star one day? <laughs> I've seen your TikToks. Check out the Engadget TikTok. Yes, channel I have an unboxing. You, you got stuff from Sherlyn. You've got stuff from me and uh, managing editor Terrence O'Brien. He's over there too. Like we're 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 experimenting. We're doing stuff. I got a I got one of the little lapel mics. And I'm holding it up like a TikTok influencer too, which I think is just as an aesthetic is really adorable and cute. Um, I do wonder if people are going to start like reorienting their phone microphone. So they're maybe a little better at picking up like straight ahead audio. I know iPhones are doing, you have a couple of options on iPhones now of like capturing all the sound or vocals or something. So, you know, the, the stuff is going to update anything else you want to mention on the pixel six, a Sherlyn? 
I mean, read the review. It's up on Engadget.com by the time this podcast is live. Check out the video for some like good camera samples. And, you know, I ask me your questions directly. I just, I feel like this was a very <laughs> straightforward phone to review. There's not a lot of weird stuff to test. Um, so it, it, it's not the longest review, not extra detailed or anything, but definitely like come to me if you have any specific yeah. questions. Good, uh, good mid-range phone. Yeah. I call this mid-range, not budget. Budget is like sub three hundred to me. Uh, the other question I'm sure people are asking: um, Should I get this? Should I get a used Pixel Six, or should I wait for the Pixel Seven? I know. What are we? <sighs> are we expecting October, November timeframe for that? No, oh, no. The Pixel Seven is probably October. Um, and I will say this: I think if your budget is a little on the like, is is sub five hundred? If your budget is less than five hundred dollars, you're gonna save more money. Mm-hmm. The Pixel Six A. Yeah is pretty good. You get that. That's the best you can get for that money. And then if you can spend a little bit more, I would go for the pixel six just because you know why? Like the, the screen is better. The, I don't like the size, but the cameras are better and you get like that wireless charging. If you have a wireless charger at home. Um, and then if you can go up to the pixel six pro, that's what I use all the time. So, um, and then the pixel seven, should people wait? I, I, I mean that then it's only three months. Yeah. I, it's, it's <laughs> July. It's the end of July. It's practically August. It's, if you can yeah. wait till October, I feel like yeah, it's just just sit tight. Yeah, just sit tight. exactly. Yeah. Like if you can't, if you just broke your phone and you can't wait, yeah, get sure get the Pixel Six and Six Pro. But I think it's worth. I don't know what's coming with the Seven. I think we've seen Google tease it at I/O. Um, right. I don't right. know if I'm excited for it just yet. I'm like, what can you do with it? Was the Six? Was the Pixel Five? Was like, did that introduce the band or did no, the Six? six uh, did the Six introduce the band? Okay, so that was a big design change. Typically, we expect like every other year when you get major design changes. But you know, what, what else? More cameras, more speed, maybe better tensor two, like know. you know, like what tensor two software yeah. AI assistant smarts. That's what I'm looking forward to because that's where Google excels. So we'll see. Android 13 doesn't look like it's going to be so like so much different from Android 12. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what surprises they'll have in store, really. But I know we're gonna find out soon enough. So, again, if you're not in a huge hurry, if your phone isn't literally dying on you as we speak, you can wait. I think that's mm-hmm. that's probably the best advice. Let's move on to what's up with Netflix. And uh, Charlene, I gotta ask you something. If a company says we lost a million subscribers, hooray! Does that make sense to you? Little, little to no sense, but I'll be like, it's a flex. <laughs> All right. It's cool. uh yeah, you do you, Netflix. Yeah. Um so here here's what happened. Um if you all will remember back in the first quarter in April, end of the first quarter, Netflix announced that they lost 200,000 subscribers and that was like mm. the first ever loss for Netflix. Like normally their company like all tech companies we expect to grow 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 forever, forever and ever. Uh but in April everybody started freaking out because Netflix reported their first loss ever and they also said, uh hey guys, by by next quarter this, it could be like 2 million. We could lose yeah. 2 million people. So their stock tanked. A lot of, like, uh, there's just a lot of hubbub around Hollywood about what Netflix is doing right now. Their stock fell 70% since like last fall. So right, they are right. in a rough place. So uh, this week we got their earnings report for the second quarter and they announced uh, ba- almost a million subscribers lost. And everybody is cheering because it's kind of a good thing. It's not as uh, it's not as much as they were expecting. 
Wall Street is happier. The company is happier. Um, but this just kind of shows like what a precarious place Netflix is in. They're talking uh-huh. about, you know, launching an ad supported tier eventually. They're talking about cracking down on account sharing in Latin America. Um, and general, that's something that could trickle out to everywhere. So no more password sharing, no more sharing Netflix with your entire family. It does seem like Netflix is really cracking down and they, they want to make money. Because for a lot of these companies, you know, growth was more important than making money. Yep. Uh, Sherlyn, like, what do you think? What What is happening here with Netflix? Do you have any thoughts about them as a company? Yeah. I mean, after hearing what you just said, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, is it a good thing that they lost one, well, 900 something thousand subscribers as opposed to the 2 million they predicted? Yes. Or is the that loss is itself thing. the good thing? Okay, so the, the fact that it's less than they expected is the good thing. But the loss itself in general isn't actually a good thing for Netflix, right? The, the fact that they're bleeding subscribers. I, I mean, I, I think it's more Netflix is the biggest um, streaming company by far, you know, yeah. so it's like everyone is saying and a lot of analysts are saying that they may have just plateaued, right? They've been growing, growing. They've gotten as many people as they can. This is inevitable. I don't know if this yeah. is necessarily a bad thing, um, but it is funny to see like everybody freak out about this. It's it, I don't think this means the end of Netflix, but I do of think course. I don't think yeah. it, it may end up being the end of Netflix as we know it. Right. So. What have we seen over the past decade? Netflix just throwing money at everybody, right? Uh, even for small, like smaller projects, like um, something like Martin Scorsese's uh, *The Irishman*. That movie cost a hundred million dollars, but it, it was ultimately like a small little crime film from him. Now, like that strategy may shift. Fewer TV shows, things like that. Are you yeah. at all worried? Like, how, where is Netflix in your pantheon of streaming services at this point? I, I mean, I think part of the issue is also that like. Netflix just has so much more competition now as opposed to before. Um, and you're right, like the 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 joke that I think it was, was it Bill Burr or someone that I was like watching their stand-up of where they say, they describe Netflix as like, uh, man, I forget the actual analogy, but they're like, you have to sift through so much crap before you find the good stuff, right? And that is exactly what's happening. Like, yes, Netflix is spending a lot of money on a lot of content, but not all of it is good. Um, where Netflix sits in my so-called pantheon is, I, it's one of my top three, I want to say, if I do Netflix and then depending on my mood, it's either like HBO Max or uh, Hulu or Disney Plus. Uh, and then uh, I, I love Apple TV Plus, don't get me wrong. They got mm-hmm. really good content, but they don't have as much. They're not like my go-to. It's, it's like, sometimes I go to like Prime Video because I'm like, what? I'm I'm at the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> Let's look at look at Prime Video. Let's see what Amazon's I mean, got. There, there's good stuff. Like I, I think is, you're right, Sherlyn. Like there's just so much competition. Yeah, and they're all trying to outspend each other too. Like Apple is just like um, Apple has all the money in the world, so they're more selective about it. But they are ready to like throw down when they need to for uh, for big acquisitions or big talent or something. I just saw. The news about Kurt Russell, freaking Kurt Russell is going to be in the next like Godzilla TV show on Apple TV. Like that is just a flex. And Uh, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Russell alongside his son, like super flex is something uh, I know a lot of like film nerds right now. I really like Wyatt Russell. I think he's a really good personality and he kind of embodies both um, kind of the both elements of his mom and his dad. So you know, just just kind of fun to, to see that pairing there. But yeah, there, there's just so much to see. I, I think about it when like, I just don't hit Netflix that much, you know, like occasionally yeah. my daughter will want to see Avatar The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra or something. But in terms of like new stuff and new shows, like I am more on 
Um, HBO Max, quite a bit. I am on Amazon Prime a lot. I'm certainly on Apple TV Plus. And another thing I just started diving into is AMC Plus, which is their streaming service and a, a thing that annoys me too. Um, there's just so many options out there. Do you think an ad-supported tier is going to be a helpful thing or is that kind of a step backwards for Netflix? I honestly don't know. I because I don't know the market of people who are out there. Like then this is my privilege to say that like I don't share an account with anyone. I don't like ha- like Well, I, I think that just says else, a lot right? about your like, personality, Sherlyn. So it I, also I get says it. yeah, I'm very like <laughs> uh, control freaky, right? Like I just uh, ugh, <laughs> no one on my account. But but the fact uh-huh. that that's my my perspective tells me that like I'm not the sort of person that would go considering like an ad supported Netflix tier. Um, but I bet there's people out there who would like access and wouldn't mind some of the the ads. I just think it would depend on how Netflix priced it, right? Like how cheap. Is it going to be? I think anything more yeah. than $5 a month for an ad-supported tier would be too much. That's my thinking. Yeah, yeah. I went, but, what yeah. if What if I feel like the, the blowout news would be Netflix is just like, hey, free. These shows are free. Like that water would be with ads. Honestly, do you and think... that's they, what... I, I think it's a possibility, right? Because Roku is doing that. And I've talked with Roku quite a bit. They have this thing called the Roku channel where there's a yep. ton of TV shows, a ton of movies. And every 15, 20 minutes, you have to watch an ad. It's like a short ad, like how YouTube used to be. It's super popular. A ton of people do it because people just want to like put on something and like have it on the background. Background. They're yeah, they're not actively renting. They're not actively like binging a show or something. So it kind of makes I, sense to me. Mm-hmm. I agree with you in the sense that like I also watch some IMDb TV sometimes through Prime Video. Yeah. Um, and it's it is now called free freebie. Freebie. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I just, uh, I I mostly go to it for content that's not available elsewhere. And I'm like, all right, I'll suffer through the ads to watch it. But um, I also see that, yeah, definitely. Hulu used to be free with ads. And I used to like Hulu free with ads. And then started paying for it and just never looked back. Was it free? I forget if it was purely free. It used to be. Yeah, okay. it used to be I remember it was way like really when. cheap with ads back then. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, do not be surprised, folks, if Netflix ends up just saying, hey, it's free. Um, we saw some news saying that uh, maybe not all of their shows would be on the free ad-supported tier. I'm thinking maybe it's just Netflix-branded content, too. Like, maybe it's just their their stuff and yeah. not the things they license from other people. Uh, they certainly have enough content to support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. I want to point out that uh, in our uh, chat uh, on the YouTube live stream, Mark Dell, one of our regular uh, commenters, contributors, uh, said Squid Game happened somewhere between five years and five weeks ago. I'm not able to judge time anymore. Um, Good point. But also, didn't Netflix have like a huge boom during the pandemic? Or am I imagining Mm -hmm. that? I mean, Netflix and all the streamers did. Everyone else, right? Yeah, you're right. That, that, that is a good point, Mark Dell. Like, Squid Game was, what, last year? Um, how quickly things change, right? Like, time yeah. means nothing. It's more like, hey, everyone can celebrate all these things and all these shows, but you you lose a couple hundred thousand subscribers, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, your business is burning. Everything's on fire. So there's there's a fickleness to Hollywood and to the tech world as well. And I think that's we're what still, you're saying a bit about. And we're still mm-hmm. writing the high of Stranger Things Season 4. I mean, like, people are still uh, really hyped for Netflix yeah. content, no? <laughs> I'm people people are hyped. I'm not one of those people. I just I'm fine. I don't <laughs> I don't care about Stranger Things, but it, it is one of those shows because it is such in the zeitgeist that I will probably just put it on in the background at some point and just like yeah. see what's happening. Um, you know, there is that. Uh, the other thing uh, is uh, we learned the plans of how they're going to be sh- uh, cracking down on content sharing in Latin America. Several countries there. Uh, they're going to be making people to, uh, to start paying per household or per home. 
So they're going to do more to like uh, basically detect like where you're watching stuff on TV. You'll always be able to watch uh, Netflix stuff across like tablets and computers, I believe, and phones anywhere. But when you're logging into a TV account, they're going to be more specific about like, you know, how you're using it. So I I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. I think um, just ads, ads and maybe a free tier would be a huge thing. They also announced that um, Microsoft is partnering with Netflix for that ad supported tier because Microsoft has a lot of good like ad serving technology and experience at least. Um, so that's a thing that also sparked a rumor, by the way, that a lot of people are just like Microsoft is just like circling Netflix right now, right? Like when yeah. your stock tanks by 70% and Microsoft is a company that just also has a ton of money in the bank and can just like buy things outright. They're spending how many billions on like Ubisoft and everything in Activision. Um, there, there is, there is just so much, uh, Microsoft, do you, could you envision a world where Microsoft just said, Hey, Netflix, just come, come over here. We'll buy you. Could you see that happening? They did try to buy TikTok. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft is all like eyeing the youngs or something. It's it's smelling the blood in the water. It's like, all right, all right, we could do something with this. I I, I could see it. I could see it, but I I don't know what that would mean. I feel like maybe mm-hmm. maybe Microsoft is looking over at Apple TV. Apple's doing well with Apple TV Plus. Right. Google has YouTube and and Google TV. Microsoft yeah, but is YouTube like, originals are are nothing. Like YouTube is so bad at like actually building a service yeah. people want to watch. Google actually yeah. is bad at content. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't have good content right now. Amazon yeah. at least is doing some good stuff with with Prime Video. So, I mean, I think if you think about manga, mm, like, mm-hmm. right, you've got Microsoft feeling a little left out maybe, right? Doesn't, does Meta yeah, have its own that's true. content library? No, no, it's all VR I mean, right they, now, right? I think it is interesting that Microsoft is... Sometimes, sometimes just willing to like throw down when they need to, right? Um, they saw Minecraft was being a huge deal, and they're like, "Okay, we we got a bill for you. You know, we 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 got money to buy Minecraft, and that is still growing strong." They bought GitHub, they bought LinkedIn. Um, you know, the Bethesda deal we talked about. Um, Activision is going to be enormous. Like that is just enormous. So at this point, I don't think Microsoft is afraid of like buying things to basically buy buy a step into the culture. I could also see some really interesting integration between like Xbox and Netflix, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, my gear is returning now. Uh Right. One of the things Netflix was trying was gaming, right? Like really Mm -hmm. lame games. They are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I do see that Mm. as a fairly natural tie in. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I cannot imagine or speculate for them. I think they have to bring us the news and then we think about it. I kind of don't trust Netflix with its own business sometimes. Like I I do think so much of this is uh, so much of this company has been a fluke and they've gotten a lot of money, a lot of VC investing. But uh, do you guys remember like when Ted Sarandos and uh, somebody else from Netflix were just like shot a video behind like the building? It was like, hey. We're splitting up the uh, the business into the mail DVD <laughs> business and the streaming <laughs> business. We're gonna call it Quickster. Quickster was the thing, um, and everyone was like, "What are you? Why? Why are you doing this? Just stop!" Um, and they just kind of backed off from that idea. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if I can trust Netflix on its own either. We will see what happens. We'll be keeping a close eye on all of this stuff, folks. Moving on to some other news, the uh, the ongoing battle between Elon Musk and Twitter is still going, and it's uh, it's looking worse and worse for Elon Musk because his lawyer was arguing that uh, hey, the, these folks are trying to like push us into a trial, you know, by this year. We want to wait until next year. No, no, no. A judge has granted Twitter an expedited trial 
So uh, the lawsuit, Twitter's lawsuit against Elon Musk, which is about him basically backing out of the $44 billion acquisition deal, uh, that is going to be happening in October. And I'm sure everybody is going to be paying attention. I, again, I the less I think and speak about Elon Musk, I feel the mm-hmm. happier I am. But do you have any any broader thoughts about this, Sherlan? Like, Sherlan, like, do you think it is Sherlan? Sherlan. Oh my God, no. Oh, no. no. Oh. Do you no, have don't. any broader <laughs> thoughts about this, Sherlan Musk? God, Lord. First of all, I did receive a very strange DM saying that I look like Elon Musk's sister. So thanks a lot. Um, you should just close your DMs. Why are your DMs? They are they are closed. This is the one on like Instagram where they like uh, block it for you. Yeah. They hide it away. But I can and you still see it. Like, like, it's annoying. I, no, I I go look for it because I'm I'm a sadist. Like I'm a Ugh. sadistic person. Anyway, no, I I think that's. Yeah, I think that like whatever justice we can bring to Elon Musk would be great. I do think that uh, I've seen a lot of commentary around Elon Musk's like, I don't know, he went swimming somewhere or something. I saw a lot of people like body shaming the guy. I'm just like, all right, well, I, I, I agree. I, I, I get it when y'all don't like a person and their actions and their behavior. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like this, making personal attacks about a person's appearance is just never yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yep. that that's my uh, main takeaway. I, I will say straight up, that's not cool. But also, I I'm not inspiring much sympathy for Elon Musk. So whatever, don't don't do it, folks. Don't body shame. I don't feel sympathy. Just, I just yeah. am like, yeah, let's let's. let's you just, make let's a stronger argument if you're not mm-hmm. attacking someone mm-hmm. for their physique. That's all. Absolutely. You know? uh, there were yeah, I saw a lot of dumb memes around that. I'm not even talking about that stuff. I'm just saying like, I know. I hey, know. this this guy is is clearly was trying to troll everybody with this deal. We've talked about it already, and. Uh, I, I do want to see like some justice uh, given here, but also, as we've mentioned before, like I don't. I also Twitter like fully fell into this. They knew what they were doing. Like it, you knew what you, who you were dealing with. So Twitter's board and executives, like everybody who kind of okayed this deal. Um, There's like, just like no just skepticism anywhere. Mm-hmm. It felt like yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I think they were just like they saw that number. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Our life's work. <laughs> Let's just uh, sell it to this uh, this crazy troll. Uh, so anyway, we'll be keeping an eye on this story. Sherlyn, you had some news about Samsung's next Galaxy Unpacked, your uh-huh. favorite month of the year, no, oh August, when Samsung my- dumps, <laughs> dumps a lot of news. When you call when you say favorite month of the year, you mean the the part of the year where my entire life just become a mess of uh-huh. like launch events and phones. It's also um, the time of the year I try to leave, so I don't Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't have to even I mean, think about this stuff. Yeah. Every year for the last few years now, August kicks off basically fall gadget season and uh we're starting with galaxy unpacked samsung's officially announced it uh it'll be happening august 10th at 9 a.m eastern because they want to kill me because 9 a.m eastern are you kidding um so anyway it's it's going to be virtual only uh and we will be streaming it here on the engadget youtube channel as well and it will be myself and most likely uh senior editor sam rutherford will be co-hosting with me we will just be you know, pre-watching or pre-gaming together with y'all at 8 How are you pre-gaming? Like, what are you drinking? Uh, probably copious amounts of coffee. Just like my body weight worth in coffee. And uh, and then after, you know, Samsung is done, we will have a post-show to answer questions about what they've announced and very potentially could have surprises for everyone. So I would just say... Mark your calendars. Come join us. It'll be a Look fun Look under time. your seats. You may have gifts, everybody. Uh, watching and yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, free air for everybody. Um, free but, air. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of devices, Samsung's expected. So what do you think? What do you think Samsung's going to like unveil? Devendra, if you had to guess, I don't know. Too too many damn phones. Uh, it has yeah. been a while since we've gotten some more major foldable news from them. So I do feel like if Samsung wants to steal, August is a good time to steal some publicity thunder away from Apple because everyone's like waiting. What it, What is the next iPhone stuff going to be? Um, more foldables, I think. Like, yeah, yeah Samsung that's... just puts its fingers everywhere. So, yeah, more foldables. Exactly, exactly. The rumor, and I think this is pretty, like a very educated guess, is more f- like this is the fourth generation of the foldables. So we're likely to see the Z Fold 4, the Z Flip 4. We're also expecting to see a pair of smartwatches, the Galaxy Watch mm-hmm. 5, and like maybe a 5 Pro model is the rumor. And then Buds 2 Pro, Galaxy Buds 2 Pro uh, is that like other thing that we're kind of expecting to see. So a lot of hardware seems to be coming. Yeah. Uh, Has Samsung announced a foldable tablet yet? Because I know we saw one from Asus and uh, that was going to be coming. Yeah, and Lenovo. Yeah. Well, so Samsung... If you think about the Z Fold 4, sure, that's kind of sure. like a phone and a tablet. Yeah, that's so. cheating. That's cheating. I'm, th- I'm bigger. I I, I'm I thinking bigger. You want a bigger like, screen. I, they haven't because, announced anything like that. Yeah, we, we've talked about this. I think Samsung is the only like good premium Android tablet maker. Like They've been doing it forever, uh, pretty much almost a decade now. I do remember seeing like the Galaxy uh, Tab S2 or whichever one they started throwing OLED in. And it was like... Yeah, it looked better than the iPad at the time. Um, so yeah. they have a lot of room to do some interesting yeah. stuff with tablets, like less phones, more more interesting pocket devices too. Like if they, um, I could see Samsung looking at the Surface Neo that we uh, we talked about from Microsoft and just being like, huh, yeah, I could, I could just make that with a with right. a foldable, like not even the hinge, but just like do a foldable screen, get a little like magnetic keyboard for a pocket PC type of thing. That could be interesting. Um, I, I want to see something cool and interesting from Samsung and hopefully not just more phones. So that's what I'm excited for. Yeah. Reminder that like earlier this year, Samsung's big tablet move was to introduce the Tab S8 Ultra, which was like a 14-inch tablet with very high in specs and um, the first, what, 14-inch Android tablet to have a 120Hz refresh rate. So I, you know, that's what it was doing at the time. I think it knows its strength lies in display, so it's going there. But I do think uh, it probably is just kind of watching and waiting to see how people take to devices like, yeah, the Asus foldable gaming tablet and Lenovo just is struggling. But I think Lenovo's issue is more on Windows being not a good OS for foldables or even touchscreen devices. Not great for touchscreens, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll see. If I were, um, if I were Samsung, and I'm sure like, they probably saw your coverage of the Surface Neo and everything, Shirley, and were like, yeah, sure. we have foldable screens. We can yeah. we can make this happen. We saw the Surface Neo, what, like three years ago at this point? So if if Samsung wanted, well, if Samsung, that's probably never coming, but if Samsung wanted to, like, deliver a competitive product or steal some thunder from uh, Microsoft, now would probably be the time to do it. So let's play some bets, folks. Uh, let's see what Samsung produces. Send us an email at podcastandgadget.com. I'd love to know your theories, too. And we could talk about these ahead of the show, too. Let's move on to some other news. And something we missed last week that I just wanted to shout out is uh, the Uber files. Do you remember seeing the story, Sherlyn? I think it was like last, it was Sunday, it was like July 10th. Yeah, it was the weekend. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the headlines. I was just too 
like burned out to read anything. So what happened? The Guardian dropped something called the uh, the Uber Files, which a a leaker, so, you know, a high level executive. I don't have their name right now, but that person shared uh, 124,000 internal company documents that showed just like the extent to which Uber went to uh, grow across the world. And a lot of it involved flouting local laws, uh, doing crazy tricks, um, you know, doing things when they weren't allowed to in certain countries and just like being very bold about it. Uh, there were also things like, uh, I believe when Paris taxi drivers were protesting and people were worried about the safety of their drivers, there were messages about the CEO being like, you know, violence is, could be good for us. You know, it, it could be make people more sympathetic towards Uber. So there's a lot of like gross stuff here. Yeah. Uh, that's basically an instance where they were weaponizing drivers. I also think a lot of it's, we didn't know this stuff specifically, but we also know like Uber was not a great company when it blew up. Like they, they did a lot of rough things. Uh, there were stories about them basically sabotaging some competitors too, like ordering lifts and not like not taking them like just to get them off the road yeah. in a certain sense. So th there's a lot of like weird stuff. The God's Stummy. eye view Uber yeah. had at times. Do you like at this point we are living in a world where you, you have to take cabs often. I'm sure Sherlyn, like do you use Uber? Do you prefer Lyft? Do you have like other methods that you use rather than these companies? They, I think it's, I mean, I do use Uber. I do have Lyft installed. Do I use Uber more often than Lyft? Yeah. I, I, I have become a little locked in, right? Because in part, I have like all my, like the payment information that I usually use for my expensed rides is all in there. It's easier. It, it's easier to expense my rides if they're Uber rides because our system just ties up with mm -hmm. it. The Lyft rides are that. often cheaper. Yeah, mm -hmm. the rides mm -hmm. are often cheaper on Uber compared to Lyft. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of things, right? I used to, so back in the day when it was starting to come out that Uber was a very scummy company, company, I was trying to switch over to Lyft. But it just was so infuriating because back then, and this was at least six years ago, the Lyft app was just awful. Yeah, it was just yeah. very bad. And Uber the was just a better The maps were worse. Experience. The directions were worse on Lyft, like a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember reporting, like, I, I'm old enough to remember a <laughs> world before Uber. And I was reporting on Uber and Lyft, like, when like when the startup, uh, the rise of this generation of startups happened. It was, like, like 2010-ish, like, when I really started doing tech reporting. And Uber was so cool. It, it like, especially if you lived in New York or a major city, it's like you just you hit a button, a car comes right to you. No, like staring down the road and hoping you see a cab with the light on or yeah. calling a car service and hoping they actually come to you and you have no way of like tracking them or something. So it, I think it was life changing for a lot of people. But I, the tactics of these companies um, just really grossed me out seeing it at the time. Um, I will say I don't, I try not to use Uber at all just because of like all the reporting I've done and have seen about this company. I try to go for Lyft, but Lyft has its own issues too. You know, there are, there's a large group of women who are suing Lyft about, uh, basically not doing much to protect them against sexual assault, uh, during rides too. So it's, it's kind of rough with all these companies, but I want to shout it out because, uh, Hey, this is a big deal. Maybe, so, maybe something will actually happen for Uber because, uh, the Uber file show, like they, they had high-level friends. Uh, basically, I believe Macron was like a big help to them before before he started leading uh, France. Like, and other people in other countries like helped Uber get around certain restrictions, uh, helped give them a push in those countries. There's a lot of like just bad faith, uh, bad behavior Uber did to grow. 
Uh, so I, I think it's worth talking about. I also feel like this is going to be a thing where everyone's going to be like, oh, man, that's so bad. And forget next week, it. there's going to yeah, there's going to be some other news and we're all going to forget about. It. So I, I don't know. I have little faith in us actually following this news, but there, there's something here. Um, let's move on to some other news, too. Uh, what do we got? You, you have some Snapdragon uh, yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, let's move straight on to gadget hardware news. Uh, Qualcomm has announced a pair of new chips for Wear OS devices. These are the Snapdragon W5 and W5 Plus Gen 1 chips. Um, and we all know how well the Snapdragon Wear 4100 did. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing about... that, and, and I'm trying to explain my tone a little bit here, right? I just am so burned from past experiences with Qualcomm and, and everything Qualcomm says you can't yeah. trust them yeah but they're just kind of like oh this thing can be great and and like it's not necessarily their fault that their that the promises don't come to them because they have to work with OEMs so you have to work with like software people to make the to, to fulfill these promises that they're that they're saying you know they're they're making because they can promise all the speed bumps or increases that they want, all the features that they will be able to support that they want. That, but if it's never implemented well by the OS or the equipment maker, then it's never going to happen. So anyway, I, I, I say that just to couch kind of what I'm saying with a little bit of a grain of salt, but also like if you can tell that I'm a little like just tired of it already as I'm talking about this, it's because I'm I, tired I of Android so. smartwatches in general. So well, well, there, we, there's, we share there's, that there's still some hope yet. We never know. Anyway. <laughs> So uh -huh. the, the W5 Plus, the Snapdragon W5 Plus, which, by the way, they're moving away from that wear branding and the naming uh, anyway. So it, it, it's no, it used, it's jumped from a 12 nanometer SOC design to a four nanometer design. So it that, could they were bring, using 12 nanometers yeah, on a smartwatch chip. Yeah, that's I how I know. What? Uh, don't even. Okay. Uh, yeah. So 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 yeah. I know. So four nanometer, and uh, which means it, what? It will have a lot of better like power efficiency benefits and all that stuff. So smartwatches with it might last a lot longer than one they or should. two days. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, there's also going to be what twice the performance with fifty percent greater battery life in typical use is what Qualcomm is saying, uh, and apparently you can support like three D like interfaces on your sure, watch. Sure, sure, sure. Like whatever, maps whatever. and stuff like that. Yeah, no, this is exactly what I've been waiting for on, <laughs> on watches, right? It's, um, it's funny, like whenever I go through a Qualcomm presentation or something, I do kind of turn into the uh, the Mentat from uh, from Dune. It's just like my eyes glaze over <laughs> and go wise. Like, uh -huh, I know, mine uh -huh, a little sure, bit sure. too, I know. New features? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fast charging? More efficient? Uh-huh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Show me when it's a shipping product, please. We, like on phones, we heard about Qualcomm like rapid charging for years, and it took a long time before anybody like actually took advantage of that, so... Yeah. Okay. This sounds cool. More, more smartwatches. More better Android yeah. smartwatches. According, please. according mm -hmm. to Qualcomm, there are. I mean, Op Oppo and Mobvoi are both making uh, watches with these new chips, and then uh, there are twenty-five more designs on the way, at least. So good for them, I guess. More Android Wear watches are coming. More Wear OS watches are coming, and they'll be using the Snapdragon Gen Five. Um, okay. Or the sure, W Five sure. Gen One chip. So we'll see. I do wonder, uh, one thing I have noticed, like, uh, I started wearing my Apple Watch more after I recovered from COVID just to be like, has my, have my vitals changed at all? Like, has anything changed? And it did, I did notice that my resting heart rate was a little higher than it used to be. Maybe I'm just, like, tired whenever I'm doing it or a little more, like, anxious. I do wonder, like, 
as, as we are dealing with the effects of like long COVID and other things, hey, monkeypox is a thing that's mm-hmm. happening all over the place. I, I think as more and more people are interested in like health, actual health tracking and seeing how am I doing? Am I okay? Should I be on alert? Like, I do wonder if smartwatches, especially really good ones with good health sensors, could help us in that respect. Like, if a smartwatch could detect, like, your skin temperature changing dramatically, is like, hey, by the way, take a COVID test. I'm feeling something weird here. Um, that They have the capability. I'd love to see companies kind of do more stuff like this. So we'll keep an eye out. Um, let's move on to some other stuff. Alienware announced their refreshed M17, the 17-inch R5 gaming laptop. Um, I believe it is the first laptop I've seen with a 480 hertz display. Yeah, I think That's so. That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. With a... Uh, it's gonna have better cooling. I mean, it looks like an Alienware 17 inch laptop. I don't, I don't usually test these because these are so huge and they're for like very specific gamers. I also wonder. I, I, I know a lot of like super fast gamers are waiting for the days when we hit like 700 hertz or something, the point where refresh rates just basically match up with how we see the world. Yes, like your real eyes. Life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess this is one step towards getting there. Personally, I don't. I cannot tell a difference between 120 hertz and 240 hertz. And like as we keep going up and up, it's just like diminishing returns. But some people live by 360 hertz screens. Um, this is a good thing. This is a good step up. I think more interesting news is Dell announced the new G16 gaming laptop. Um, and G is their like budget line. And I really like this line because it's cheap. It usually packs in a lot of power. It's great for students. This thing is it's a 60 inch gaming laptop. It's going to have uh, 12 gen Intel CPUs. RTX graphics, of course, and it's going to start at $1,400 for a 16-inch gaming laptop. That's that's pretty good. Um, the specs aren't going to be the the best at that price range, but hey, good start. Um, let me see. You have a RTX 3050 Ti, 3060, and 3070 options. I love recommending these uh, when I do uh, the laptop guide for students and for school. Um, I love recommending the Dell G series because... It is cheap. It's very, very utilitarian. It's not like the most attractive thing around. But boy, if you need power and you're on a limited budget, like these are good computers to go for. So yeah, cool to see the G16 coming. Uh, Sherlyn, you also want to talk about new what maps from Instagram? <laughs> I what? Yeah, yeah. Instagram continues to stuff more features into its already bloated app that refuses to make. Uh, but they refuse to make a version for tablets. But anyway, um, they're they've launched this week a map. Uh, well, some new map features. It now supports the the Instagram map now supports searches and filters, so you can actually use it to like find businesses around you or other hotspots within the app, as opposed to seeing just where the photos were posted. Um, so, like for example, if you search now in Instagram, you can do like a map search, right? You can see like where this photo was taken, or like all the pictures sure, that were tagged sure. at the Singapore Marina Bay Sands Hotel with that spaceship looking thing. All of the photos that were taken there and. Of doing that, you can now like just look up businesses around uh, a place, which aka Yelp meets Google Maps, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. or like Foursquare to be yeah. honest. Like Foursquare was a thing, and I, I do remember, remember <laughs> yeah, it was a thing. I still occasionally like pop in there. I still I still check in on Swarm, you know, just just for the old days, like for the thrill of being in a place that's not my home. I still occasionally do a, th- a Swarm check in, but when it, when I was traveling, like I guess like after Foursquare launched and everything, like. It was a great way to be like my first time in Barcelona was like 2012. It was far more useful for finding like, hey, this place is good. This top of yes. place is good. Avoid this bar. It was more useful than Yelp. It was more useful than other services. Than that maps. Yeah. A lot of. Yeah. Than maps. Uh, so, hey, I guess 
Yeah, I guess it's ten years it, after look, all those apps and for you know, Yelp, Instagram has it. Great. I will say, I will say that this is like very fitting for the generation and times that we're in, right? Because why? A lot of people when they travel or when they're looking for like restaurants, they're looking for the most Instagram friendly experience, right? And so, like, if you, where else to find the most Instagrammable locations than Instagram itself? I feel so. It kind of makes sense. This move is not is not like. A complete it's, like should have been there. It should have been there years ago. It should have been there like straight up ten years ago. So okay, sure, fine, great, good job, good job, Instagram. There needs to be. We need. We need to do a piece uh, or just like a rant about like yeah, what a disaster Instagram has become. Like as soon as I launch it, uh, suggested yep. posts, ads, oh, suggested posts. You can quiet fun. the suggested posts for a month, but why why are you making it so hard for me to do anything yeah Uh, and then sometimes my chronological posts disappear (laughs) i also like read reports on reddit or whatever about a bug where people have to keep re-watching their friends stories to see their new stories and stuff like that it's like ridiculous is this uh i see people pointing out this is this looks like a snap map ripoff is it it's nothing I mean, sure. it's no i mean it's not no. a lot like the snap map i to be fair i didn't use the snap map for a lot other than stalking my crushes way back when but uh <laughs> the snap map was more for like heat maps right like where were where were people's emojis on the globe or on the map and yeah it doesn't surface your restaurant recommendations that's like completely right it was never actually was useful doing. for anything much no. like snap only for stalking so. yeah well <laughs> <laughs> only for stalking uh i see ben our producer saying uh, instagram is forcing reels on us really hard true true i i have never seen a good suggested reel it's either girl in a bikini or somebody like doing something you know really wild there there's no usefulness there compared to i open up tiktok right and within 10 seconds i fought flip 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 to a short video of something cool or interesting man they're they're just like so rushing to uh to catch up yeah any any other thoughts? I mean, Insta- Instagram feels like they want you to buy stuff. It feels like they want you to watch all the ads. Uh, my the pictures of my friends feel so deprioritized. I don't even know why I open it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Instagram kind of sucks. I forgot to mention this though when we were talking about Galaxy Unpacked. Uh, coming up also is OnePlus's next phone launch. Uh, the company announced this week that it will be unveiling the OnePlus 10T on August third. So we have a lot to look forward to. I'm telling you, August, man, it's going to be phone season, phone summer. Expect all your phones to melt. My you know where I'm going to be melting. in August? I, yeah, at home, bitch. Not here. Not here. I'm, I'm taking the second half of my paternity leave in August. And it's usually I want to take it before iPhone season, before fall season. So it's like uh, you're you're on your own, Trillin. Good luck. Good luck with I, all I of will this. have fun. I will have like a rotating cast of guest stars and friends. It'll be great. It'll be like a It'll fun be reunion. It'll be good. It's always easy to get guests in August when everyone's on vacation. We're all dying. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. all dying. Let's move on to what we're working on. I just uh, quickly. I finally got the Dell XPS 13 Plus. This is the like revamped, modernized XPS 13 with the like blended in trackpad and the capacitive function keys and the like modern design. Um, It's cool. I'm working on my review. It is, um, I don't think it's as like a complete home run as the MacBook Air M2 was, which I adore that computer. Like I I, I do love it. I don't, I don't throw perfect into a headline. I was going to say. Willy nilly. <laughs> I think that computer is very good. Whereas this one, I I have I have thoughts. I have questions. Okay. I think this trackpad, it, the yeah. fact that you cannot even 
feel like you, you can't look down, you can't feel the boundaries, you can't see it. You have to like just tap, tap, tap until you get it. I am misclicking right clicks and left clicks all over the place. And to me, that's annoying. And that is not a great user experience. So if you're doing that to me just because you want a nice clean design, I don't I don't know if I fully buy that. So yeah, keep an eye out for my review. That's gonna be uh, dropping next week. I also don't know how Dell can excuse um, not having a headphone jack on this thing when the MacBook Air M2 is even thinner and has a headphone jack. I don't, I, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts here. What are you working on, Trillon? I'm wondering if you're going to say perfecter than perfect in one of your headlines soon. But um, I'm, no, gonna, I... I'm not, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use it anymore. It's done. And honestly, the MacBook Air M2, I cannot, until until we get more perfect from Apple, I, I don't know like yeah, how else I can use that word. That. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, ha- well, you know, phone season uh, is on us. So there will be plenty happening there. Again, a lot of it I can't talk about. Um, but I'm also, you know, it might look like I'm doing less stuff, I guess, on my bylines, but I am doing more editing behind the scenes. So that's good. Um, and the story that I've been working on for a bit, I might finally get it up this week. I feel like maybe it's coming. (laughs) So we'll see. Um, but around in gadget, our, our team has been doing some really interesting stuff too. We've got Steve Dent with a story on why Nikon or Nikon and Canon have given up on DSLRs. Dev, what do you think? Uh, I, sure. I, has, uh, has Nikon confirmed this? I believe like there, there was reporting, I think TechCrunch reported it and then Nikon kind of refuted it. But anyway, Steve, Steve makes a good case for why these companies just, you know, aren't, aren't doing traditional DSLRs. Everybody's mirrorless right now. And I could see why, like within, within five feet of me, I have my full frame Sony a7C and that is a full frame camera that fits in my pocket. Right. It's just wild. Right. Just right. wild. It, it is as thin as their mirrorless stuff. So if we can do full frame mirrorless, you don't need um, straight up DSLRs anymore. Like you don't need those big honking things. Um, makes more sense for these companies to focus on, um, you know, uh, the mirrorless um, actual cinema cameras. That's actually a big thing too. Like, you know, cameras for shooting professional video. Because uh, hey, if you're an aspiring YouTuber, you'll start with a mirrorless or something. But eventually, eventually, you're gonna get like a nice, beautiful studio camera type of deal. Um, it makes more sense for them to like focus on the future rather than old school DSLRs. Yeah. I'm going to miss the sound and that like clunk though of like of the mirrors, right? It's It's a good sound. It's a good sound. I love it. I mean, I, it's a good sound. I would personally try to just get old, like old film cameras instead, which also have good sounds. And those things are all over the place. I see people selling old film stock. Like, Hey, here's 50 rolls of like Canon film, you know, there's a whole resurgence or something. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's shooting. So to me, the tactility of that, like if I'm going to go digital, give me mirrorless, give me my phone, give me even point and shoots are still around. They're still a thing. Not as much as they used to be, but still a thing. Um, but give me, if I want tactility, like give me, you know, give me an old school film camera. I don't know. Yeah. What, what else is going on around in gadget? We, uh, last week, sometime around the, the podcast going live, launched the back to school gift guide. We've got lots of coverage on the things that you can buy someone going back to school or, you know, for yourself, if you're headed back to campus, uh, the best laptops, the best like dorm needs, all of that stuff. Uh, it's been a team effort spearheaded by our senior commerce editor, Valentina Palladino. So yeah, go check it out. Shopping's always check fun, even if in the midst of inflation. Mm-hmm. And we all contributed to those guys. There's some good suggestions there. Um, I do like, you know, refreshing my uh, my recommendations every year, too, because I 
it, you, we are allowed to like bring in all the new things we learned. Hey, here's the new hardware to look for. Look at you know which companies are doing it better. Uh, check out those guides. Super useful. I also get a lot of pings about uh, what should I buy for school. Look at this guide, folks. Yeah, like yeah. this is what we were trying to help you with. Please. And okay, let's move on to our picks, our pop culture picks for the week. What do you got, Sherlyn? I find. I mean, I was happy to see this. It was a surprise to me. I saw this on my uh, HBO Max and Hulu. The Bob's Burgers movie. It was yeah. a fun time, yeah. as always, with Bob's Burgers. Um, I mean, it's what, like a 90-minute-ish film featuring our favorite uh, screwballs. They're, you know... The art is nice. The I don't I don't even know what to tell you. It's the a animation Bob's is movie. so good. The animation looks, is very It looks nice. so good. It randomly because, like yeah they got a budget. They mm-hmm. they finally got a budget. Everything looks pristine. Like not pristine because it's, it is Bob's Burgers, but it looks like it's like just a new level. There's a sheen to everything. It looks like almost realistic, but not realistic. Uh, the writing is top notch as always. The voice acting is amazing. I just love. I mean Tina. Good songs. Great. Good there's songs, actual songs. Yeah. yeah, they're very like and like they deadpan the songs too. Like that's one of my favorite things. There's a song with like um is it Tina. The one with the ears. I forget. Crap. I'm so bad with their names. Um, the the little uh-huh. one. <laughs> she like whenever she sings, it's like mm, I'm Tina. Funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other one. Tina is the, other one. Yep. the boyfriend obsessed. Louise, one. Louise. Thank you, Louise. Yeah. So Tina's my favorite. That's why. Like I identify so hard with Tina. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's really cool. I like. Uh, yeah. I, I like this. You know what? I was worried because it felt like it was gonna be a Simpsons movie thing where. That movie came out when the show was far past its prime, and honestly, Bob's Burgers, the actual episodes, have been not as good as early Bob's Burgers. I'm going to have to pull that like animation nerd thing, but I'm glad the movie kind of has like it the has. vibe and the humor yeah. and like you know the sensibilities. I'm also happy to see like Lauren Bouchard. I've been watching his shows forever. Home Movies, uh, Dr. Katz, he was working on. Um, all of his shows get are like brilliant and don't go anywhere you know, are canceled. So I'm, I'm glad to see he is sort of like the uh, spearheading the true successor to the Simpsons. I'm glad it's not freaking family guy. Oh, like I this mean, is the true successor to the Simpsons. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the jokes. I enjoy like Bob's burgers a lot. Like you said, I think the recent episodes, I just haven't been paying attention, but I will say that like, uh, Oh crap. I forgot what I wanted to say. Just sing it. Just sing it. Oh, I would love to sing it. Um, <laughs> Are you letting me sing on our podcast? Oh my god! I mean, I I pitched the idea that we should try to do a news session. We really with, need uh, to. Okay, y'all. If you if you like the idea of us doing a musical <laughs> podcast news segment, sing. well, I'll invite. I'm sing. Chris I would. Glass I'd be like H. Bon, H. Ron Benjamin as Bob, yeah. where he just like it's just his voice, yeah. and it's still like you can very very deep H. Ron Benjamin voice. Rapping <laughs> is just talking with rhythm. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, we I what I wanted to say was I've also just started to watch the bear uh it's like a last minute edition here so, so good it's a yes. it's, it's a very tr- like anxiety inducing show for me so i but but because valentina our again senior commerce editor um really really wanted me to watch it so we could squeeze together i i started watching it and yeah I, I hear a lot about it it's it's great but i can't i talk have you seen episode seven yet not yet but Which she told like me she one, told me she gave me a heads up she was like the one where it's like you just gotta have to strap in I think because it's, it's like it's I like might a have 20 seen minute is, is that the one with single the, take? uh with the uh veal broth or something 
No, okay. that's okay. that's early. They've all worry, yeah, I'm that, that's where I am. That's that's already the bear is true. good. The bear is good, and also I think for the for the like heightened state of like just anxiety we're all living oh, in right now, somehow too much for me. somehow the show just like hits right because of that too. So anyway, check out the bear. Check out the bear. I got a couple of things. Um, I have been playing Stray, the the adorable like future cyberpunk cat game that we saw. We've seen watching trailers of this forever. Uh, it's developed by Blue Twelve Studio, produced, um, published by Annapurna Interactive. It is good. The cat game is good. I love it. Um, it's really short from what I hear. I haven't. I have so little time to play games. I was able to put like half an hour to an hour into this. I do. It, you're just walking around as a cat. You have a button to meow. Press uh, press circle to meow. I love it. I, I love all of it. Now, also, I play it with my speakers on. My two uh, young cats, who are now like a year old, will like come and just be like, "Where?" It sounds like there's a whole cat party in here. What's going on? <laughs> so they sit here and stare at my uh, speakers and my monitor. Um, it, it's a good game. It's basically like a. It's kind of a puzzle and interactive game. It's not really an action game, but you play as a cat, and the cat is adorable. And more games should let you play as the cats. Please. Um, also, my thing, I want to shout out uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, the movie. Another, like, small screen thing turned into a big screen thing. Another thing I would also recommend to you, Sherlyn. I don't know if it you've seen so the Marcel weird. the Shell. It looks so weird. Oh, he's my a, God. He's a little shell. And uh, he's voiced by Jenny Slate. He talks like this. He's like, I'm a little shell. And I talk like this. And it will it will kill you with uh, its cuteness. Um, Jenny Slate. And Dean Fleischer Camp made these YouTube videos like a decade ago, right? And they got really popular. You can watch the original ones on YouTube right now. And they're, it's just very sweet. It is technically, it's it's like a kid's movie for like eight to 10 years old, but it's also so sweet and insightful because Marcel is this, this poor lonely shell who's lost his entire family and has to live through the world and has like a whole philosophy and thoughts about the world. And it's just like super deep, super observant, um, and I think like the message of this movie is very, very sweet, how we can all kind of survive together. I saw this uh, at a theater here in Georgia. Like I had to drive a little far for it because it's only in some theaters. But I saw this dad go in and it was like he looked like he could be an extra on like, a you know, some sort of like tough guy gangster show. Like he's a big guy with like wife beater and tattoos and everything everywhere. And he had like a bunch. He had like three kids with him. I saw him go up to the ticket counter and be like four for Marcel the shell, please. <laughs> and. He sat and they ended up sitting right next to me. And by the end of this movie, when everybody was crying, because this movie will make you cry, I look over and his kids are just like curled up. This this dude is just like he is tearing up. He's trying to hold it in. <laughs> I'm like, that is the power of Marcel, the shell. He will make you cry. Uh, and uh, I, I believe in him. I love him. I think you will enjoy it too, Shirley and Sarah. I'd recommend it to everybody. It's going to be on VOD soon, probably. Okay. Yeah. I have one question. Why uh -huh. is this thing flesh colored? Mm -hmm. Like, what does it look like? A, he's a shell. It's, it's fleshy he has looking. He has shoes. And he has he shoes. He has one eye. Yeah. Why do you have questions? one eye. Green. Just, just accept it. Green lids for some reason. Uh -huh. Very flesh colored, flesh tone <laughs> shell that looks like it's made uh -huh, of uh -huh. some kind of soft fleshy clay. It looks like a shell. Also, oh, this is entirely or mostly motion capture, or not motion capture, it's a stop motion animation. So it looks like it has that herky-jerky feel, but there's also like, they do some really cool stuff in terms of getting stop motion to work with live action people. The, it must have been really interesting to produce this movie too, so I, I can't wait to see some behind the scenes stuff. 
So shout out to that. And also, um, RIP James Caan, the like tremendous actor. Um, I just rewatched Thief. I did an episode of the film cast star, like After Dark. This is one of the greatest movies ever made. James Caan is one of like one of the greatest tough guy actors to ever play the part. If you've never seen Thief, you should watch Thief because it's a freaking perfect movie. So watch Thief. Um, you can you can find it all over the place. You can rent on Vudu. You can watch it for free on Pluto and a bunch of things. But yeah, check out my full review of that over at the Filmcast. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. All right, that's it for our episode this week, everyone. Thank you as always for tuning in. Our theme music is by game composer Dale North. Our outro music is by our very own Terrence O'Brien. This podcast is produced by Ben Elman. You can find Devendra online at... At Devendra on Twitter. Um, also, you can find me on the latest episode of This Week in Tech. I guest hosted that for Leo Laporte, so check it out. It's at twit.tv. We had a great panel with Patrick Norton, Brianna Wu, and Norm Chan. So check it out. It was a lot of fun. Hope to do it again. And I love the Twit folks. So yeah, you can find me there. And I also do a movie TV podcast, The Filmcast, at thefilmcast.com. Where can we find you, Sherlon Musk? Good Lord. No, thank you. Uh, if you want to send me pictures of seashells that are definitely not flesh colored or fleshy looking, I am at Sherlyn. Don't talk like this. On Twitter. Email us your thoughts at podcast at engadget.com. Leave us a review, please, on iTunes so Devendra will shut up. And subscribe on anything that gets podcasts. And don't talk like this. Don't. It's a cute voice.